0: Episode nine of the Rundown Fantasy Football Podcast. Uh, as always, I'm Justin Rogers, and you can find me on Twitter at rundff. And I'm joined once again by Jeff Roby. We're a day late getting this out to you, but we thought the NFL tread- trade deadline would make it up to you. Then it came and went with not a single big name moving teams today. I mean, just one trade, and it was a salary dump off. And I can officially declare the losers of the trade deadline to be all the fans who were inund- inundated. With notifications of rumors and deals being worked on, just to get blueballed in the end. The whole day felt like watching a 0-0 soccer game where goals almost happened, like a dozen times. And I was I was following all these notifications from Sleeper and the Fantasy Life app, and I know I got worked up pretty good there. But Jeff, were you able to follow along on today's almost happenings? No,
1: I I I you know this is one of those I'm I'm glad to look back on and say I it wasn't as uh. Uh, as observant of what was going on, only to be left uh, in the cold as you were. So looking back on it, uh, I woke up feeling the exact same way about my fantasy teams as I did starting the day. So feel good.
0: Yeah. Uh, man, I'm telling you, uh, Trey and I, our buddy Trey, we were just lighting up the group message that we were in, just uh, back and forth. Oh, this this name's on the block, and this name's going forward. And, man, I just can't believe – that through all those names, Akeem Tlaib, who's not even playing, is the only player that got traded today. Uh, At least we got a couple trades over the weekend. Uh, We'll talk about at least one of those uh, big names going. Uh, But otherwise, what a kind of a lit-down day. So Let's get into the football, though, because that wasn't lit-down. There were some really good games out there, some good performances, to uh, to say the least. Uh, My varsity player, because I want to get right into this, Aaron Jones. And I am not an Aaron Jones guy. I don't think he's anything special. But he sure lit it up the other night against KC. Uh, 13 for 67 on the ground. But the most impressive part was he caught 7 of 8 for 159 and 2 touchdowns. He could have had a third through the air. He just missed. He stepped out of bounds at the 10-yard line. So instead of a 60-yard touchdown, he had that 50-yard bomb. I mean, it wasn't even a little wheel route or whatever that he took. You know, he caught that downfield. It was really impressive. And so my varsity player for the week, Aaron Jones, how about you?
1: Yeah. So I'm looking at, um, you know, a guy that has constantly been uh, between my JV varsity this, this year. And I'm going to go with uh, Mike Evans. And I will tell you that, um, you know, with that set line, he, he carried one of my teams by himself. Um, I, I didn't do so good this week. I was two and two. Um, and, you know, uh, a lot of that reason was because Danny Dimes showed up this week and uh, threw four touchdowns and a lot of yards uh, on Detroit, and we'll talk about them in a second. Uh, but yeah, I'm—he um, yeah, got me in one of my my leagues, uh, and so I didn't—I wasn't too pleased. But Mike Evans carried me, and uh, when you you get 198 yards uh, and two touchdowns, you know, I guess it just doesn't feel the same when it's like, man. He only got 198 yards, man, if he only got two more. How many times this year <laughs> have I looked at my receivers and been like, well, you know, he got 86 yards, 96. I'm like, dude, couldn't pull out four more yards for me? Like, I think there's like three times right. this year Michael Thomas has gotten like 90 plus something, but not 100. So it's like that extra bonus.
0: Yeah, need there's
1: that. But when you right. see Mike Evans, he's like, 198, you're like, yeah, I'm good. I'm good. I got 39-something fantasy points. And you look back and go, man, I guess he <laughs> a few more. But, you know, at that point, you're like, I'm, I'm good with 90, 39-something fantasy points. So, yeah, he's my varsity right. player. Right, can't,
0: can't be too greedy. Yeah.
1: It, I think oh, the man. thing is that when you well, see him balling
0: ahead,
1: out, you see Godwin not. So, you know, there is this,
0: you know uh, – yeah, there's a dichotomy to it where where it's one or the other. It doesn't seem like either of them can really show out. But I was just looking real quick while you were talking at uh, in a half PPR league where I've got them. And, look, they're number three and number four in that league in scoring this year. I mean, it's just stupid what they're doing together as a, as a duo. I mean, if you had both of them, you're locked and loaded. Play them both. And you know you're going to get probably 40, 45 points out of the pair because one of them's going to go for 30 and one of them's is going to go for 10. You know I mean? It's just – it's nuts. I mean, it's not that Goblin was terrible this week. He wasn't very gr- – I mean, he just didn't have the action. But he caught four for 43. So he didn't completely just destroy your team with like a, a two or three. But, I mean, it wasn't 21, 29, 36 like his previous three weeks before the bye. Uh, you just three, never know.
1: Yeah. So, you, so you're really getting a, a wide receiver one and you're getting a wide receiver three. It just flip flop the name of which one you're getting. You know, I got in one particular league, we play three wide receivers and I have uh, Cooper Thomas and uh, Godwin and going into this past week in that particular league, it's they they're one, two and three. So you'd think I'd be sitting pretty, but again, those running backs do a lot too. So, um, you know, that's, that's not so, that's not, not so fantastic for me, but you know, when you're, When you're looking at Evans and and Godwin, and again, we've had this conversation before, which one, who's the number one? And I think we've just come to the realization that, hey, I've never said this before, but that's a pretty good handcuff. I mean, just say it. Like, we don't really talk about handcuffs in in the wide receiver realm. Um, But we definitely are thinking right now that this is a pretty good handcuff to have, and you're having both of them start. I
0: think think you just have two wide receiver ones, you know, and they're going to produce like that on a – fairly consistent basis. I mean, outside of that zero that uh, Evans put up a few weeks ago, he's been pretty good. I mean, even on his down weeks, it was still, I mean, nine for 96 and four for 89 a touchdown uh, outside. So since week three, you know, starting week three, when he threw up that one ninety and three, uh, he goes four for 89 a touchdown. Of course, he puts up the dud against New Orleans uh, zero ball. And then nine for ninety six, and then eleven for one ninety eight. So, if of the three or of the two of them, uh, I mean, I don't know that I feel great about uh, Evans compared to Godwin, but I think his floor is a little higher uh, on a game to game basis. Their ceilings are exactly the same. I mean, one hundred and seventy five, two hundred yards in, in a couple is is easily within the range of outcomes for each of those guys. So, I mean, look. If you drafted either of them you're you're looking pretty. Of course you got Godwin a few rounds later than Evans, but either way, I mean, they've both been monsters. So. Yep. Uh, speaking of uh guys that draft that got drafted a little high but aren't performing. Man, I don't even know what to say. You know, I I hate Corey Davis. I hate Corey Davis. I don't personally hate you Corey Davis if you ever listen that's to a, this. I apologize. That's okay for but me. But come on, man. I thought I thought Tannehill Tannehill comes in. He makes Corey Davis and AJ Brown relevant uh, in his first week as a starter. And then this week he goes out there and throws three touchdowns and Corey Davis gets nada. Nothing zilch. Nothing. I mean, just a zero a donut. Thanks a lot. Uh, Whatever. Corey Davis, you're on the JV. Corey Davis, you're not on the team anymore. I'm kicking you off the team. You can't even make the JV again because we're not ever you, you, turning your uniform. You're done.
1: So listening to Justin talk about Corey Davis, or, you know, so if you're if you're one of our average listeners and you've heard him say this back and forth, here's what I say. Um, go pick him up right now. Justin hates him, and that means he's probably going to do the opposite of whatever Justin wants him to do. So go pick that dude up. Run, play him this weekend. Right. Probably have 240 with four touchdowns. And uh, it's just the way Justin is with Chris Conley. So it's just, uh, that's how it's gonna be.
0: Yeah, Chris, David, Corey Davis yeah. is just my you know, he's my enemy, right. Yeah, not goblin. <laughs> Davis, I got you though. I think I think the listeners knew what you were saying. Um yeah. all right, so tell me about yours man. Who who's on your J V, brother?
1: So another high draft pick, not performing and we heard his name today. Lady on Bell, nine for twenty three Three catches, twelve yards. I mean, it, the talk of the town was Sam Darnold's back. It's going to open up a lot of opportunities. And then you hear today they were actually floating his name as a trade.
0: So, I don't even think they were just floating it. They were pushing it. Pushing
1: like, it. I mean, man,
0: they had a they had a that was like a power boat, and they were just turning, you know, revving the engine, trying to get it going. Get him is out the door. Question, is,
1: like, do they just wait a day late? Because, you know, we're talking about Kenya Drake here in a second, but I mean, there's got to be other teams out there who who would be interested in Le'Veon Bell. But when you're st- when you're putting up stat lines yeah, like the, 23, uh, you know, I, 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 whew, you know, Le'Veon, you know, I don't know, man.
0: Well, I, thankfully his schedule gets. Thankfully his schedule just goes from. Hard to super soft. Uh, we're going to talk about that in a few minutes. But my yeah, what- I, my goodness, that guy, that whole team is ready to go. They're primed for a run. But uh, So anyways, let's keep it rolling, man, because we got some uh, really interesting things that happened this weekend. Uh, so let's get to the rundown. First, let's talk about the injuries because, you know, that opens up stuff, you know, as far as roster uh, moves go. But uh, the main one I want to talk about to begin with is James Conner. And I was talking to a guy earlier who didn't even realize it had happened. But James Conner went down last night uh, with about two minutes to go. Uh, and looks like he's got an AC joint sprain. Uh, that's where the the shoulder attaches to the clavicle, I believe it is. Anyways, it's uh, a little point there that uh, is kind of uh, a weak spot. And so he is, right now they're saying day to day. They didn't really come out and say much. They're going to evaluate him is what they said. Who knows? Um, but I'm telling you right now, that's going to open the door for Jalen Samuels if he misses any time because Benny Snell also went down with a, a knee injury and that seemed to be not super serious, but more serious than the James Conner, uh, injury. And then, uh, oh, Jeff, I know you got James Conner. You, you nervous, man?
1: Yeah, I am, man. I was really excited for him last night. Um, like I, I was completely the most epic comeback ever. Uh, with with James Conner and the way he was playing in the second and third, the beginning of the fourth quarter. I mean, it was really down to one play. Yeah, that one play had to be a 75-yard run in in a touchdown. But had he done that, <laughs> uh, it would have been the most epic epic comeback because I, I think it was down like 35, 40 points there at the end with one player to go, and, you know, so you think you're out of it. And then he has just a fantastic game, and you're like, wow, this is this is doable. Um you know, with seven minutes to go, you say, hey, this this might be interesting. But, you know, and then you see him, and I think I maybe I'm the reason why he got hurt because I literally said to Justin last night, and I was like, hey, all I need is this one thing. And, and as we're watching it, the next play was the one he got injured on. And, of course, so, hey, James, I'm sorry, buddy. I, I, I'm I the reason. Um, but, yeah, all you James know, Connors
0: owner Hey, all you James Conner owners out there, you need to be cursing Jeff's name because he was getting hella greedy last night. Oh, oh I was excited. I was excited. Was hey, let me get 60 yard touchdowns. All I need is 60 yard touchdown. <laughs> hey,
1: against the Dolphins, anything's possible. And especially they were they were they were way true. too close of a game. They can't tank for Tua and, and, and play that close. They gotta let something big happen. And and why not let a 60-yarder at the end of the last five minutes of a game you know really seal the deal for him? So yeah, you know, that was too easy. I I I'd have put money on it. I, I think that was a fair bet. I'd take yeah, those. off.
0: I, I know you saw the play. I know you saw the play at the end of the half where uh, it was third and forever, twenty-two or whatever it was, and they threw an all-out blitz, left just three DBs back, and a uh, little quick uh, quick slant by Deontay Johnson and took it to the house. That was one of those tank for Tua calls right there. Like Kids, exactly. we can't really-
1: allow them to catch back up, and then you quietly allow. James Conner to have like 150 rushing yards quietly, you know, nobody was sitting there at halftime talking about, yeah. wow, James Conner has 250 yards in the first quarter. No, 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 no. He didn't <laughs> even have 60 yards in the first half. And then all of a sudden he ends up with right. a hundred. That's how, you know, the right, Miami right. Dolphins have taken tanking to a whole new, they're like writing the book on how to keep a fan base while also tanking. And, and this is it. Well, like nobody nobody wow. stayed up on the East Coast past 9.30 to watch the Dolphins play. The, the the Steelers fans did. The Dolphins played. They were like, hey, I got some entertaining football. I think I'm going to go ahead and go to sleep now. And, and they, they woke up and it goes, oh, same outcome as it would have been if I would have stayed awake. No surprise. But I got to watch, uh, you know, at least yeah. 30 minutes of great football.
0: Yeah. All right, so another big name that went down, and it's not somebody that's going to be in your lineups most likely. Not too many people uh, out there are playing IDP, but J.J. Watt. Uh, look, hey, the Texans defense is struggling against the pass, and it's not going to get any better without uh, J.J. Watt. And I don't know what's going on with him and his injuries lately, uh, but he played a full season last, last year, but then it was eight games combined the two previous seasons. So, he is not able to stay on the field, and maybe it's uh, just too much wear and tear on his body, but hes it seems like he's falling apart. But that defense is about to take a major step back, and uh, I've got a really good stat for you guys in a little bit when we're talking about some of our streamers. That is, uh, Maybe it's going to surprise you, maybe not if you've played some quarterbacks against them. But uh, So J.J. Watt is a big loss. Uh, Joe Flacco with a herniated disc in, uh, I think they said his neck. I'm not exactly positive. It doesn't matter. I'm not even sure he actually has an injury or if they just want an excuse to sit him after his uh, after he called out the coaches uh, in the post game presser because okay. he, so he was. I mean he was on fire getting after that. Yeah, let me
1: ask you yeah. this, okay? Does that man not have the right to talk? Like, look.
0: Yeah,
1: he does. Okay, okay, he shut up. He He didn't say anything when he got to when he played when he got benched last year, right? He didn't say anything. And then you know, I think I'm trying to go back to he didn't say much when everybody doubted him, and he wound up being the Super Bowl MVP. Nobody, he didn't really say anything, right? He's a quiet guy. And so finally, he shows some fire and intensity, and rightfully so. They had the lead, and they just start running the ball three times in a row. Like, come on, man, give him the ball and let him do it. And so he shows yep. some fire and intensity. What do they do? They bench him and call it a neck injury. Yeah, he was he, – they did show him holding his neck. But – so he is probably legit injured. But I don't think I, – I, I think it's a legit injury, but at the same time, I think they're also looking for a way to get out of the Flacco situation.
0: Right, yeah. Okay, here's the thing, Jeff. We already know he's on a short leash, and you know maybe they give him the ball more often if he wasn't throwing it, you know, three, four yards downfield. Uh, yesterday, 32 attempts, he completes 20 of them for 174 yards. I mean, that's five yards an attempt. That's disgusting. You know, like, there's just no excuse for that. I I agree with him that they should have run. Uh, they should have thrown the ball a little bit more. But the other thing is he's on a short leash. He's already been benched once in his career for a rookie. And now they've got Drew Locke coming back, in theory, in Week 11, if they get him on the practice field this week. Uh, they got Brandon Allen back there. And you just can't be that guy that calls out the coaches when you know you're on thin ice. And hes it's not like he's a pro bowler you know, making comments. It's not Aaron Rodgers out there. It's not uh, Deshaun Watson calling out the coaches. This is Joe effing Flacco. Like, there ain't nothing to him. He's just a guy at this point. So, they're, they'd are they easily move on from him if they can. So, I, just,
1: so, I mean, so is he benched as in they, that he is questionable this week? Or is he – like, what is the status of him right now? He, like, might I'm not be out
0: five, uh, he might be out five to six weeks is what they're saying. Okay. Which so, is basically them just, you know, saying, hey, he might miss the rec- rest of the season. You know, if everything goes right. according to plan for us and we get Drew Locke in there and he's actually decent – uh, that could be a problem no,
1: he flacco. hasn't shown drew lock hasn't shown anything and i think elway has no, been I, very, very adamant saying he is not ready
0: i was having this conversation earlier with somebody about uh, drew lock and i'm not impressed with him this other guy is, is a broncos fan and he's just dying for drew lock to get out there and whatever uh i don't think he's all that great but at the same time they got to see what they got and it's an easy excuse to bench the flacco who's not been going well. And, you know, worst case scenario, they just end up with a higher draft pick. So so, uh, so who's
1: the backup? It's the Allen, kid, Allen.
0: right? Well, yeah, okay. Brandon Allen. Because so Drew Locke cannot the play.
1: So who's Drew, the backup for Brandon Allen? Because Drew Locke you-
0: can't. They're going to have to pull somebody in. Drew Locke cannot play until he practices for two weeks, and then he can return. Well, if he hit the practice field this week, he can return in week 11. Uh, because they've got a bye week coming up. So, it's not like they, they have to go at least two more weeks without him. And <laughs> that's, you know, I mean, I don't know who they're going to sign. They're going to bring somebody up off the practice squad, uh, whatever. There's there's lots of options um, out there, but none of them are quality. I mean, yeah, that, it nobody, makes... on, nobody on their roster is quality, so it doesn't matter. Uh, you
1: know, I think Captain. it's a
0: downgrade. I think it's a significant downgrade for Cortland Sutton and for the running backs, though, because the offense. Even I know Flacco hasn't been good, but he's produced a little bit of volume. Uh, Brandon Allen's not going to be that guy, so. Nope. You know, I, I got no hope. I, I, my I had a lot of hope for Cortland Sutton, and it's it's disappearing quickly. Uh, one guy that I do like a lot, and uh, he had a bit of a breakout game this week, uh, but then he goes down late with a shoulder injury, is Miles Sanders. Um, man, it's tough out there for rookies getting hurt, and uh, he's gone down. Uh, I don't know. They say he's day-to-day. I wouldn't be surprised if he misses a week or two. Uh, and then another guy, uh, week seven's darling, Chase Edmonds, uh, comes in and throws up a donut for a lot of players out there uh, against the Saints' run defense that just keeps continues to look really good, uh, you know. And now Chase Evans has the hamstring injury uh, that wasn't the reason his game was bad; he just wasn't good. Uh, but he's going to be out for several weeks, is what they're saying. He uh, that wouldn't surprise me at all. Um, you know, it opens up the door for uh, Kenyon Drake and Zach Zinner. Some household names there. Uh, Let's talk about some concussions, though. Uh, Calvin Ridley, Brandon Cooks, and Case Keenum all go down with concussions. Now, there's no telling. That could be a one-week thing. It could be a three- or four-week thing. Brandon Cooks is meeting a concussion specialist. There's some serious uh, concern with him about his career and whether he can continue to keep playing at least the way he does because he takes some hits, and that guy's small. I mean, I think he's like five ten, a buck sixty five or something like that. He's not a big guy, and when he's taking hits across the middle, it's just brutal. Um, and then uh, Ridley, I, I think this is his first documented uh, concussion, and Case Keenum is the other one. Uh, Ridley, we don't know how long we're going to be out. Case Keenum, I believe he misses this week, and that's an issue if you're a uh, if you're the owner of any uh, Redskins. Um, position players, just because they are not good, and Haskins is terrible. I think I tweeted out the other day that he had uh, four interceptions in 22 attempts or something like that. I mean, it's bad. Uh, he's throwing the ball to the opposing team at a tremendously high rate. So uh, keep an eye <laughs> on that if you uh if you're a Case Keenum owner which you probably aren't unless you're a 2QB. But if you're a Terry McLaurin owner, that's rough. D.D. Uh, D- Westbrook has gone down, and he's week to week. He's going to miss a week or two at least. Uh, that's not great, uh, but it does open the door more for D.J. Chark, who has continued to look great. And a couple guys off the waiver wire, uh, including Chris Conley, which we'll talk about in a little bit, who looked nice uh, with D.D. out. And then one last injury, and this is the one that I really want to talk about as we get to the end here. Matt Breida, that dude, I, I, he's a trooper. He, he plays through a lot of things, but he has sprained his ankle again. It's not a high ankle sprain, but it is on the same ankle that he had the high ankle sprain last year. I don't know if you guys recall. Um, but that So that does lend itself to re-injury. So they're going to have to take it slow with him, which just means that Tevin Coleman, that's right, Mr. Coleman, uh, who goes he gets 13 hole touches goes for 118 yards and four touchdowns so you know one of those guys that could have been on our varsity uh, his his opportunity is actually going to go up but I don't want to see that kind of efficiency but that offense is primed for running backs uh, Moster got banged up Jeff Wilson has a stinger so Tevin Coleman is in line for a huge workload uh, and that's one of those big takeaways for the weekend that uh I mean I have I'll tell you a little story my brother-in-law uh he played a 50 cent tournament in uh DraftKings ended up getting third and won a chunk of change and it was all I mean we were all following him at the end of that game with Tevin Coleman and it seemed like everybody at the top had Tevin Coleman so he was safe that way there's a couple guys that had some other players behind him but they weren't able to catch up but I mean, it was one of those crazy things where if you didn't have Tevin Coleman on DraftKings, you weren't winning. You know, Latavius Murray, uh, those guys, Mike Evans, that was another big name. Uh, his lineup was fire. and I mean, it has to be to, to get third in a 50,000-person tournament or whatever it was. But uh, And if you're listening out there, man, you owe me $20. I hear you. All right. So, anyways, uh, talking about, uh, you know, I mentioned Miles Sanders earlier, but uh, let's move on to some of these takeaways, and uh, I was I wrote down here rookie running back breakouts because between Miles Sanders and David Montgomery, who went 27 for 135 and one, and then another four catches for 12 yards, what a game! And we have been touting David Montgomery, just waiting for that breakout. It seemed like it was going to be further off and further off the way that his production was going, and then he just explodes. So it's good to see somebody that we've been loving, you know, kind of like what Chase Edmonds did last week. Uh, you just, you know, there's there's opportunity in the NFL, and opportunity is what we look for as fantasy owners. So, Jeff, uh, did you get to see any of that game, or were you impressed by uh, Montgomery at all?
1: Yeah, I think Montgomery. Uh, you know, I've, I've I've had him on my team all year. Uh, I just, and same with another run, another rookie, Singletary. You know, so like I've had these guys on my bench. And for one reason or another, whether I got them through the draft or I got them through a trade or I picked them up to let them sit, but and they're still sitting on my bench, so I'm still waiting on Singletary. But I think this was this was enough for me to say, yeah, I think Montgomery from here is a start going forward. You know, I don't I don't see how I leave him out. Um, yeah, I I mean, the Iowa State product has has definitely went out there and performed enough for me. And I think Tariq Cohen has, has moved himself into a, what I'm now calling the Eichler effect um, is where you are running back who really just sits as a wide receiver. And so with the Eichler effect in, in for Tariq Cohen, uh, you're going to catch a lot of passes, but the real running is done by, uh, by, by the man, David Montgomery. So. Yeah, I
0: think look, I'll, I'll just be. say one thing. I'll just say one thing. Tem- just temper your expectations for one week and maybe it'll give you one more buy-low opportunity on him uh, because they've got Philly this week, and we all know about Philly's run defense and how strong they are. But then it gets a little light. It's Detroit, the Rams, Giants, Detroit, uh, Dallas, Green Bay, KC. So all the way through Week 16 in your playoffs, there's some opportunities there uh, for them to really get going on the ground. You know, It would have looked a lot lot worse in Week 14 against Dallas if they had been able to trade for Jamal Adams today, but uh, that didn't get done. So... That defense remains, you know, good but not great, that kind of thing. So.
1: Yeah, I think uh, it's a, it's one of these that I, I find myself at a good crossroads because of who the buys are, uh, and and yeah. so,
0: you
1: know, and I, hey, uh, I'm just glad I've got a guy like that than, than trying to look at the waiver wire right now, trying to pull a guy in. So I, I'm happy with with bringing up yeah. a guy, like, even against Eagles defense uh, versus some of the the waiver wire, which is really scarce right now.
0: And on the other hand, uh, you know, Andy Dalton was a birthday boy today. And I don't know if the team realized that as they called him up and told him he was being benched for fourth-round rookie Ryan Finley because that is just brutal. I mean, Finley is no good. I, I don't know what to tell these folks. Not that Dalton is great. But y'all aren't even practicing this week. You're not even – no one practices on Tuesday. Couldn't you let the man have his birthday? Call him up tomorrow I mean, even if it was a game week, you don't see everybody. The Tuesday's a mandatory off day for the collective per the uh, collective part, bargaining agreement. So you know okay. you don't have to tell people today. Let the okay, man wait, have wait. his birthday.
1: No, no, no. I, they did him a favor. This is his birthday present. <laughs> okay, you no longer have to play for the rest of the season.
0: Yeah.
1: We're keeping you fresh for the future or whatever we decide to do with you. Uh, but. But but we're 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 gonna make it easy for you. Happy birthday! You don't have to play for the rest of the year. Hey Finley, Finley, Finley anybody seen yeah. Finley? Who? And then one guy goes, Who? Who's Finley? It's like, yeah yeah, he's the guy who uh, who <laughs> right. backs up the Red Rocket. Like, oh uh, yeah, I didn't he's realize we guy. had another yeah. guy. <laughs> it's like, hey, you're gonna play this week. Oh, fantastic! You know, it's like. They, they, they don't know what they're doing. I mean, they, this is really, I'm telling you, the only game that matters for the Bengals this year is, I think it's week 15 the or Dolphins 16,
0: yeah. when they play the Dolphins. Yeah, it's mean 15, yeah, the Dolphins game. That's right. it. And see, now, look, they're already planning for their, they're already planning to tank themselves. They're like, look, we can put Dalton out there and maybe he goes off and somehow screws up our, cho- our chances here. Or we can put Ryan Finley in, guys. Let's exactly. get the number one pick. Exactly. So maybe we, and hey, I can hey, trade we, a fresh then we get to, cho- we get to choose between Burrow yeah.
1: And, and, get and trade. yeah, and then choose between Burroughs and Tua, right? So yeah, this is yeah, this right, is right. fantastic. You, you should really look at this as a favor to Dalton rather than a hindrance. Happy birthday, Dalton. All
0: right. So we do have uh speaking of changes, uh Kenyon Drake. And we mentioned him earlier, he's now an Arizona Cardinal. And I'm not sure what that means for David Johnson. I know it means bad things for Chase Edmonds. Although it was rumored that this trade was actually consummated on uh, Saturday night, which is why Kenyon Drake wasn't active. Uh, It would make sense. So that means that they didn't even calculate Edmonds being hurt, which in my mind says David Johnson is worse than they think. Uh, I've got a couple groups I'm in, and there's been speculation he's going to go on IR. I don't think they can do that now with Edmonds hurt. They gotta hope that he gets healthy. That David Johnson, I mean, uh, gets healthy. But for now, I mean, it's ugly in that Arizona Cardinal backfield. Uh, maybe that means more running for uh, Kyler Murray. But Kenyon Drake and Zach Zinner is the top of that uh, depth chart right now. Which and Zach is just- Zinner
1: looked lost. And, and okay, it's not his fault. He played for the Saints literally a week ago. They signed him. He flew out there. He had to like cram the, the 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 playbook in his head, and he then he played against the Saints. Uh, you know, so is I mean, I feel bad for Definitely. the guy. Uh, but at the same team, the same time, like Kyler Murray's trying to teach him like the, the scheme. Like it was it was wild. Um, I say this, a um, King and Drake. This is a really interesting thing. I don't know if you caught this, Justin, but Monday is when we heard that he got traded right it was yet yesterday we heard he got right okay
0: right
1: so interesting is is that because he was on a team that had not played yet even though he got traded to a team that had played if he was out there on the waiver wire for you he was addable so i was able to pick him up in a league and drop uh i dropped i think um Deion Johnson or some—I think it was Johnson from um yeah. from the Steelers. Uh, but I was able to drop yeah, Deion, a guy yeah. had not played. Uh, in and add him. It's just one of those glitches. So this is why you know if you're if you're paying like Monday you should pay attention to the trades and what's out there because you may may get a gold mine and something like that. I'm not saying Kenyon Drake's a gold mine, but. It's certainly an upgrade, and Kenyon Drake, nobody nobody's the biggest winner of this one except for Kenyon Drake. He left the Dolphins, okay? So you have now three more wins on your team than you had previously, and uh, and and yeah. I don't know. It's a good it's a good move by them. Um, you know, I I I think they believe they're still in this uh, in the in the NFC West. I don't think so, but I think they I think
0: th- they think they're yeah. I think they think they're in the playoff chase as a wild card. I don't think they're yes. they're realistic I don't think they realistically think that they're going to catch the uh, Niners. Uh, no, but, no, no, no. I think they. But,
1: yeah, I think they believe they're in it still. Um, yeah,
0: sure, sure, sure. It's a as a wild card playoff team, and you know what they might be. I don't know. Their defense is atrocious though, and they're going to have issues there. Uh, one thing about Kenyon Drake is he's a really nice pass catcher, and. Uh, Kingsbury does love to throw it to the running back. He did it in college. He's done it in the pro level here so far. So uh, that does open uh, open up some things. He's no longer in a timeshare in Miami. Now, he's going to end up being not in a timeshare, in a backup position uh, eventually. And, you know, if any of you guys are out there playing Dynasty, I think this actually lowers his value in Dynasty. Because he doesn't have the chance with David Johnson and Chase Edmonds ahead of him to really be a factor um, I, I think everybody was kind of anticipating that he was going to get moved to a team, maybe the Lions or somebody, where uh, he was going to have a better chance of being, you know, at least a strong player with a with a high quality uh, backup role. But now he's essentially a third stringer when everybody's healthy. So uh, long term, not not great for him, but on the short term, hey, welcome to the field, man! You actually get to play. Uh, and then I want to talk about uh, two more guys. Um, neither of them. Well, one of them hadn't played all season, and the other one didn't play on Sunday when uh, we all thought that he had a chance to really break out a little bit. Will Fuller goes down, misses game, etc. cetera. Uh, what happened to Kiki Kuti? I mean, I I played him uh, in a 16-team. I picked him up, dropped uh, Darius Slayton. Boy, that was mo- the most regrettable move of my weekend right there. Slayton goes off. I think he got two touchdowns, had a really, really nice game. Uh, on the other hand, Kuti doesn't see the field benched. I don't know. There's nothing out there. I mean, I don't know if he slept with the coach's daughter or if he ran over his dog uh, over the weekend or what happened to Kiki Kuti, except that he got on the coach's bad side and all of a sudden he wasn't allowed on that field for the life of him. I mean, I don't know what the heck happened. And then uh, Trent Williams, uh, big name out there. Don't know what's going on with him specifically, but there was a lot of trade rumors today. Uh, Didn't. They didn't, couldn't get anything consummated, and now you've got a situation where he has reported, and he reported his deadline was uh, 4 o'clock Eastern today, so the trade deadline. So he reports literally like 10 minutes before, okay, I'm here. And then everybody's like, oh, Trent Williams returns. Then he comes out and says, he, or you know, rumor comes out and says that he does not intend to play. His intention was just to show up so that he could accrue a year don't think that's gonna work that way if you get suspended their partner and they can they can start suspending him and uh, withholding pay, you know finding him. So that's an issue that they're gonna to have to work out. It's a real rocky relationship. I don't know why they didn't move him. That's the Washington Foreskins. I don't know why they didn't move him, uh, but they certainly should have because that relationship is over, uh, I think as far as Trent Williams is concerned. but I want to see how this plays out over the next coming weeks as he gets fined, you know, several hundred thousand dollars a week for sitting on the bench and refusing to get out there and play. Uh, It's not going to draw a lot of respect from uh, fellow players either, who, once you're in the building, you're expected to be the man and to go out there and get your job done. It's one thing to be holding out, but once you're in the building working out and doing all that, uh, you got to man up. And that's going to go a long way in the NFL of, of really tearing down some walls and and uh, breaking up relationships. So let's touch on uh, a couple things, because most of our trade deadlines have not passed. Uh, the buy lows, for me, they stay the same. Keenan Allen, Melvin Gordon, David Johnson, uh, even Lev Bell. Uh, let's look at, Jeff, you were mentioning this in the pre-show when we were just chit-chatting. Uh, Lev Bell's, uh and the whole uh, Jets team, I'm pulling it up right now, Their schedule is just ridiculously soft. Okay, so they go to Miami this week. They're home for the Giants, and they're at the Redskins. They got Oakland at home, then Cincinnati uh, in Cincy, and then home for Miami. That's six really nice games for that offense against some really bad defenses. So uh, don't give up on Lev Bell yet. Don't give up on uh, Sam Darnold. Uh, Don't give up on Robbie Anderson, who everyone thought was going to be moved, and he's still there. Uh, I think they were offered a fourth rounder for Robbie and they wanted a second, which that was, I don't think anybody's going to give them a second. They weren't going to sell for a fourth. They'd rather just hold on to him, uh, even if he's a free agent. Kind of because if you sell him now for that, you're just selling Sam Darnold to the, you know, selling him upriver and just saying, well, you know, we don't care what your development looks like. So it just wasn't worth the cost. Uh, but yeah, that whole Jets team is just primed for a really nice setup. Uh, I I still think David Johnson ends up coming back in a couple weeks. So he's a buy for me, especially with people being so jaded. Uh, And for me, Chase Edmonds getting hurt, that just really solidifies David Johnson's role when he does return. And then Melvin Gordon, Eckler did nothing until his receiving touchdown at the end of that game. It was the Gordon show. It wasn't highly productive, uh, but he is clearly the red zone back. Um, they They had a series earlier in the game. Uh, where they tried to run Eckler outside at the goal line, and he got smashed, just crushed. Uh, they, they've they got to realize that Eckler is not built for that role. Um, great pass catcher. Uh, had some nice games on the ga- ground, but nothing consistent. Um, I think a lot of people thought Gordon had a chance to be moved, but he's still there, and uh, they have fired Ken Wisenhunt, the Chargers have. So that offense, I think, gets back on track uh, starting this week. So Keenan Allen and Gordon are both buys for me. As far as sell highs go, you know, it's kind of hard to say say, sell Tevin Coleman because his opportunity is going to be so high with Breida out, Mostert hurt, uh, Jeff Wilson hurt, but still I don't think that you're going to see that kind of production. And I think you might be able to sell him for that kind of production. Jeff, have you been keeping up with Tevin Coleman at all this year? Yeah,
1: I mean, from what what we've been talking about, I mean, we we were concerned about Coleman and Brita at the very beginning because running back by community, and we, we were really off of them. And then we then he gets hurt, you know, and then back and forth. So, you know, from right. from it's kind of been a topsy turvy relationship there. And I've kind of I've stayed away from from 49ers running backs. Um, but I mean, I I think that. After a game like that, I think you can you can go ahead and 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 sell him high if you can. Um, I mean, personally, I, you put yeah, Levy on he, Bell uh, in the in the buy low. I had him on the sell high. So I think you can still get name value I out of him. High I sell. And the only reason I'm saying it because it's interesting that Lev Bell. I'm just trying to put putting out there is that it's interesting that, yeah, they have a great roster uh, schedule coming up, but it seemed very interesting today with the trades and how, like, they were they were dumping, they, they almost seemed to be ready to dump players, even though, they I mean, they see the same schedule we see, and they got to look at it and say, you know, hey, the, we either feel like we can win these games or we're really just playing for next year. Um, I just found it really interesting that, that, that Le'Veon Bell was up on them on the discussion for trades and you know, if you can get some name value, I I mean, you know, I I don't know.
0: I think it's going to be hard to get name value. It's easier to get name value uh, prices for someone early in the season when there's a lot more optimism, but at this point you're eight weeks in uh, he's, I I think his value is bottomed out.
1: I say this, look
0: at, we
1: talked about that great schedule he has coming up. But here's the thing. If you're sitting in a right. position where you feel like you've got Le'Veon Bell and you feel like you can, you're can, you in the playoffs, you know, that it's going to happen with or without Le'Veon Bell, I'm in a position where you sell him because the end of his season, about the same time the playoffs are going on, he has a brutal schedule. Brutal.
0: Um, yeah, no doubt. But, Jeff, what do you think you can honestly get for him right now? Because it's ugly out there. He's not done much. I mean, what would you target? And do you think the other owner would take it? If you have Lev Bell, just throw a name out there and 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 let me think what, or let me see, hear what you're thinking.
1: Uh Josh Jacobs.
0: Absolutely. You're never, there, there's no way you're getting Josh Jacobs for Lev Bell right now though. okay. I mean, in a standard league, Lev Bell is 29th in scoring this year. And he hasn't scored he scored in a standard league double digits just 3 times. I mean, it's ugly. It's really ugly. It's and he hadn't been catching. He's only caught four ball, or five balls the last three weeks total. Uh, so even in a half PPR, it's kind of rough. On the other hand, Jacobs just had a, a couple breakout games here.
1: Uh, yeah, he where just, he's had a nice couple. this week, then. he had
0: 16, yeah. 29. Yeah, I mean, he had some really nice games there. I don't think you can. I don't think you can get him. He's a he's a number eleven running back right now. Uh, I just I think that the name value is gone right now, simply because we're eight weeks in. People have seen what the production is. You know, when I was saying earlier this season, sell Juju Smith-Schuster, it was on name value, and it was because later in the season it's going to get hard, and it is going to get hard. Now he had a really nice game, of course it was Miami, but even with that really nice game, he's still only the 25th uh, best uh, wide receiver. I mean, he had the buy the week the time before the week before that he had one for seven. Uh, he played Baltimore. Remember, he had that seven for seventy-five, but it was yep. like it wasn't a great game. But the the week before that against Cincinnati, it was three for fifteen. I mean, it just now it's impossible to sell. Now you might be able to sell Juju off the one big week, but I don't think anybody is going to come in here and say, you know, you're saying Jacobs on the same spectrum. So, do you think that you're going to be able to buy, you know, DJ Chark with Juju Smith-Schuster right now? I just don't see it happening. You know, Chark has been really nice. He's the number five uh, in a standard league, and I think he's higher than that in PPR. Uh, It's the thing where, at this point, you're looking at name value, and you wish that it held more value because now people can see those game logs. And so, you know, just like... Being able to trade uh, Juju Smith Schuster early in the season, like it's a little late to try and move on name value and sell high. So I don't think that Lev Bell can be a sell high at this point.
1: Yeah, it's just it's just a thought. I think you know where we're at with him. I I put that together. I'm looking at today's reports of the trades as I as I'm catching up here. Uh, you know, then you're t- you 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 hit him. You hit Robbie Anderson. You hit, you know. You saw Leonard Williams. You, you know, it's like, what kind of message are they sending? You know, that's that's a weird. It's it's weird yeah, to me. Yeah. They're, they're uh, they knew. Narrative, and then usually was, there's something behind it.
0: It's not that though. I mean, they're they have what one win or something like that. It's salary dump time. You know, they're trying to free up salary. You know, maybe make some moves in the off season. They realize that they've got like 13 million tied up in. Love Bell next year or something crazy like that. I mean, it's just, it's tough to work with that, uh, with a team that doesn't appear to be a win now this year and maybe not next year either. So uh, that's the only thing about the Jets. And and like, you know, Leonard Williams, big contract guy. Robbie Anderson is uh, unrestricted free agent. Um, Jamal Adams was the other rumored player. Uh, he's going to be uh, um, UFA in 2020. So, they knew they were going to have to pay him next off season, so they, they I think they were just trying to clear up some of their uh, salary cap issues and uh, playing further down the road, and it just didn't work out. You know, they just there was a whole song and dance, but no one actually uh, tangoed today, and that's just how Here's it goes one. sometimes.
1: Let me throw this out there to you, okay? Philip Lindsay, Lev Bell.
0: Who would you rather have, Jeff?
1: Ah. Uh, Base, okay, we're am I on a team right now that's trying to make the playoffs, or am I a team that's guaranteed yeah. to be the playoffs? If I'm trying to make the playoffs, uh, I keep Okay, answer Uh huh. Okay, if I'm trying to to, to if I'm already going to be in the playoffs, then why not make that trade? I'm not going to be playing him in the playoffs anyways, and I got Lindsey there. So I don't know. Lindsey's no, got. I don't know. Lindsey's got Who's the Four ninety
0: two
1: for four touchdowns. 25 receptions, 160
0: yards, right? Yeah, but Jeff, so, let, me give, let me throw – hold on, Jeff, because I got, I got a good one for you, all right? We're eight <laughs> games in. He has – let's see here. And I want to go to my half PPR league because I think it's more interesting here. Uh, I'm just going to pull it up real quick. All right. He has exactly three games that are over 10.1 points. He's not been good. He had a 27, a 23, and a 14 and change. Other than that, this is not a guy you want to start. He's he's the same thing, except that he's more volatile because he doesn't get the same work that Lev Bell does. I mean, 14 for 59 and five catches this past week. That's a good game for him compared to 11 for 36. Uh, there was a nine for fifty-three. There was a thirteen for thirty-six and eleven for forty-three. So uh, this is not an upgrade, in my opinion, if you're taking Lindsey, uh, just because I don't think that he is anything special. I mean, he was great last year, and he's running back fourteen this year and a half PPR, but that doesn't. Nothing bodes well. His usage has not been consistent enough at all.
1: Yeah, uh, I just look at those last. I do, again, I say in the playoffs, right? And, and granted week 16, they've got the chiefs, but week 17, week 18, they've got the lions and the Raiders.
0: So you mean, so week we, uh, 15, 16, but they're not playing in week 17 or 18.
1: Let me they're not,
0: definitely not playing in 18. <laughs> I know it's been a long day for you, but no, I, I get what you're saying with the playoff schedule. Uh, but I still think you kind of, I mean, we're sure if you're six and one. I mean, if you're six and two, seven and one, you're locked in. Uh, But you don't want to roll out there and lose four or five straight because you made a move where you moved off of who looks to roll into a really nice schedule and left bell and into a really, you know, a a bad situation with Philip Lindsay. So that's all I'm saying. Like, you, you know, first round buys, which a lot of these leagues have, are still important. So. I don't know. I'm not moving a lead bell for that, but uh, let's talk about players we can add without having to make uh, some trades. You know, we can dump a crappy player for these for these potentially great players. Uh, that's our waiver wire picks. We'll keep it short and sweet today, guys. And I'll put a note uh, you'll, as you get to this. I'll have some notes in the uh, um, in the description for you about where to start and go. So, uh, anyways, uh, Jalen Samuels is. Easily the number one waiver wire pickup this week simply because we don't know what's going on with James Conner. And if James Conner's out, Benny Snell is already uh, banged up and he's going to miss. That means Jalen Samuels has an opportunity to come back from that knee surgery. He practiced in full all week last week uh, and take over that role. And it can't be any better than getting, you know, 20, 25 touches, you know, coming off fresh legs, even if he did have a little surgery to fix him up. Uh Jeff, are you trying to add Jalen Samuels where you can?
1: Yeah. I, I mean where I can where I can put him in, I'm gonna I'm gonna try and, uh, I've got you know, like I said, I had I had Connor, I was really upset, but uh, I gotta I gotta grab somebody. He he really says I was the one grab right now that I can get off the, the running back list.
0: Yeah, well I hate to break it to you, but where you've got James Connor in our league, you have zero chance of that. Uh, because I'm ahead of you in the waiver yeah. wire. So I don't know yeah. if I'm going to get sniped, but I know you won't get him. So, yeah. sorry, to, sorry to, you know, you can cry on Jess's shoulder tonight, but uh, it ain't yeah. happening around these pots. It is so what it they, is. It happens. Hey, maybe you can add uh, Mark Walton, though, because that's another guy. Uh, look, I know he didn't look great the other night. It was a tough defense. They're going against the Jets now. The Jets are not a tough defense. And uh, Walton has a lot more opportunity in front of him. With Drake gone, Kalen Balaj is simply a short yardage guy. Walton is going to get the work. He's going to get a ton of work out there. You know, it's not the best offense in the world, but uh, they gave him 11 carries and three catches the other night. Uh, Had he not fumbled the ball, it would have been a little bit better. But uh, at the same time, I mean, that's 14 touches from a guy that's coming off the waiver wire. Uh, You can't really, I mean, if you're looking for a waiver wire pickup, and it's not one of those weeks where a stud goes down and you have the opportunity to grab Jalen's handles. And you're reaching, you know, you're stuck behind some folks like Jeff is. Uh, Mark Walton isn't the worst option out there. So okay. Jets so, indeed.
1: Let me say this again. Justin has brought up a Dolphins player. I refuse to to talk about a Dolphins player. I am mildly. I think you brought up.
0: No, no. I'm pretty I sure did, you brought up Ryan Fitzpatrick last week.
1: As a, as potentially a streamer? No. No, I did not. No. No, that wasn't me. I, I, you, that you've lost your mind. Uh-huh. Look, sure. I'm mildly interested in watching the progression of Mark Walton. Mildly interested. I'm not adding him. I'm, I'm waiting to I'm see. I'm not concerned with his okay? But here's the thing. <laughs> I, now but, that... Kenny running Drake back, Jeff. is not a Dolphins yeah. player. I think he's a waiver wire at think that way.
0: <laughs> You're a lot more interested. Well, he's our next guy, but I yeah, I understand that. Look, I'm just saying, and I don't know what Kenyon Drake's rest of the season role is. I know Mark Walton has a has a role locked in. He's a good pass catcher. Uh he's gonna have plenty of touches. You know, they're they're gonna be in some games later coming up. You know, they've got the Jets, they've got uh, Cleveland coming up. They got the Jets and the the Giants and Cincinnati. I mean that playoff schedule. Look, I'm not saying you're getting to the playoffs with Mark, with Mark Walton, but if you get there, it's Jets, Giants, uh, Cincinnati in 14, 15, and 16. So, uh, hey, look, it, there could be worse options out be more than there. what he's I mean, doing right now. You could be. Let's, let's let, it,
1: let Let's let it simmer. He's got to be doing more than what he did this past weekend. And I'm not going to go off the body of work that he had right yeah, now. Right. Let me tell you this. Were you, were you starting Kenny Ballage or Kenyon Drake in any of your games leading up to this point?
0: No. Oh, absolutely Mark, not. Okay? No, no, no. And so, the reason – so but Jeff, would you this hold on, Mark, Jeff. This, because, because now I see a situation where instead of a three-headed uh, backfield, it's two. And one has a clear lead on this. I mean, at, at one point they were splitting it three ways almost evenly. It's just a different situation. I'm not I'm not saying that he all of a sudden is some stud, but I am saying that all of a sudden he's going to start getting 14, 15, 18 touches a week because that's just the name of the game. He's their bell cow as far as they're concerned, at least the way that they're playing him. I mean, he is he's dominating the time of or you know on. Let's see, he had 80 percent. He had an eighty percent snap rate this week. So I mean it's just he's on the field. You can't he's deny the that when a player gets on the field. Fantastic.
1: And he's he's running behind a horrible line. You know, they can't this, this is this is like this this is the worst case of it. like I can't even understand why we we've, we've spent a lot of time talking about a Dolphins player. I let you I, I let you go at it. There it is. That's just his number two guy. He's not even on my list. Hate me if you want and, and condemn me next week if Mark wall puts anything up over 10 fantasy points.
0: Just saying. Just, just saying. remember, just remember, we're in a situation where there's four, five, six teams on by right now, you know, coming up in these next few weeks. So it's not, I'm not saying he's going to lead you to a championship, but I am saying that he's a suitable bye week fill in and, and that's why he's on my waiver wire list. And you've got Kenyon Drake. We don't even know if he's going to start more than one or two weeks, if he even starts, because he's coming into a, a short week. I mean, what, do they play on Thursday this week? So he comes into a short week. He's got to learn the offense and get out there and compete. Uh, you know, whatever. So Kenyon Drake, you've got next, and I, I don't know. I don't I don't feel Kenyon great Drake about him over, over Mark Walt. Kenyon Drake
1: or Zinner, that's all i got to say, the, like I said. Zinner was lost this past week. It's not like he's going to learn any better. He 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 wasn't playing professional football three weeks ago. So Kenyon Drake was at least playing football and has shown that he has opportunities there. They didn't just go trade for him for no reason. So I think that you have an opportunity there with Kenyon Drake. That if you're looking at a buy this week, Kenyon Drake to me is higher over uh, Mark Walton.
0: In, in the upcoming week. That- hey, Jeff, who, who, who does King and Drake play this week, by the way? Do you know? Because his – I'll give you his next three matchups. San Francisco, Tampa Bay, San Francisco. Is that what you want? Really? Really? No, man, I'm out. I want nothing to do. You can have him. You can have King and Drake. I I'm not taking him. Uh, because then he's got to buy. So his next four weeks, he's worthless. Look, my
1: I, I got to stick to my philosophy. No Dolphins player. Period. Okay.
0: Can yeah, you that's drink fair. All the
1: drink? That's fair, but I'm not playing. I'm else. not playing a running
0: back. I am not playing. a Yeah, but I'm not playing Jeff. I'm not playing a running back against the, the trio of teams, and it's San Francisco, Tampa Bay, and then San Francisco again. That three games? No way. Absolutely not. Not a running back who's not a stud, and King and Drake isn't that. Uh, yeah. But let's talk about someone who, another guy who has opportunity right now, uh, based on injury, and that's Jonu Smith. Uh, he's looked really nice for the uh, Titans out there. And Andy Hill has been slinging the ball through for another three touchdowns this week. Uh, led his team to victory again, I believe it was. And... Uh, you know it's not a bad situation for a tight end. Delaney Walker is hurt. we don't know what his status is. so roll roll Johnny Smith out there during these bye weeks and feel good about it. Uh, he's been really nice. And then uh, we got two more and uh, one of them is Chris Conley again Didi Westbrook out. I, I don't feel great about it uh, but it's you know it's a really nice matchup this week. Uh, I'm gonna you know I'll mention it in our first streamer tonight. Uh, but it's a really nice matchup with the Texans. And then Jeff brought it up earlier and I hadn't thought about it. it's another one of those where players coming back from injury and he's, he's off the radar right now, but Darius Geis, guys, he's out there in just about every league and he's coming back in just a couple weeks. You know, his, his opportunity to return, I believe is week 11. And so uh, two weeks and he is back and he could be that late season push for you. So reach out there, grab Darius Geis and and just stash him on your uh, on your lineup. I mean, on your uh, bench way back there and get ready to, uh, you know, probably inherit a number one running back on your team, Uh, at least uh, his own team's uh, RB1. Uh, That was a really nice call, Jeff, on that one. I had completely forgot about Darius Geis. So nice work there. Yeah. All what, right, about, so, what
1: about some streamers, though? Talk to me about some people that I could plug in this week for that quarterback, tight end, defense position.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I mentioned Chris Conley a second ago and his quarterback, Gardner Minshew. Uh, look, Houston has allowed three plus TDs four weeks in a row, and it hadn't exactly been like a murderer's row of, of quarterbacks. Uh, and now Minshew comes in there, and uh, I just expect – Without JJ Watt, yeah, and no JJ Watt, so so less pressure up on the outside there. Uh, I just it everything is looking in the right direction for Minshew Mania to just continue, and uh, you know another couple good games and Nick Foles. Heck, they should have traded him because uh, Nick Foles is going to be out of a job if this uh, continues. I mean, I don't see how they bring him back except unless they're just you know they look at that money and say we got to start him. I think Minshew has has earned that job to this point. Uh, and then, look, I got some deep reaches here, but I like every one of these plays. Uh, Derek Carr versus Detroit versus Detroit, it's not a bad matchup, and he's been honestly he's been not bad this year. You know, I dogged him early this year, and then uh, I went to to the well with him for a couple weeks there on uh, on some streaming options. He's the number twenty one uh, quarterback right now. But his last two games, two ninety three and two two eighty five and three. You know that remember that that uh, Houston defense I just talked about. Derek Carr was one of those at two eighty five and three against that. So again, not murderers row. Now he's got Detroit, he's got the Chargers, he's got Cincinnati, so and the Jets and KC. So you got a nice little stretch there where you could end up, you know, perhaps you have uh, a quarterback that's gone down and you're struggling. You know, Mahomes is still out there. You know, and, and you're worried about who to start. Here's a, here's a player that is available virtually everywhere and has opportunity.
1: Yeah, I would say um, the Lions defense, you know, they're, they're, like like you're saying, they really struggled, but uh, but they've given up four TDs. And they're not giving up four TDs to stud quarterbacks. I mean, Danny Dimes got four TDs on him and, and looked like a nice. stud last weekend. So, I think David Carr comes in there, and now that he's got um, – He's
0: got his what? number one Jeff, I'd be runner. really impressed if David Carr did it. Jeff, Jeff, I'd be really impressed if David Carr did it. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah.
0: Derek does it, but yeah.
1: I got <laughs> you. <laughs> yes. Uh, the only actual Car Brother to, to actually be worth anything as of right now uh, is the Car Brother you should be That's playing right. against the Motor City. Okay. And so, they yep. like my skin there? There you go.
0: Play. There you go. There you go. All um,
1: right.
0: Hey, three more, and two. I'm just gonna pull them off real quick, Jeff. Let me reel off these. Let me reel off these other three real quick. Let's get let's get rolling. Uh, Trubisky versus Philly. This is not a, a pro Trubisky thing. This is simply a Philadelphia Eagles cannot defend the pass, um, and so I expect Allen Robinson to get loose. Uh, maybe Taylor Gabriel breaks one off. Uh, Anthony Miller has looked a little bit better lately. And there could be some garbage time, you know, soft defense played out there. So um, I'd expect something like 250-2 and from Trubisky. Uh, Maybe he runs for 20 or 30 yards. This is the kind of matchup that you need for that. Uh, Darnold and Garoppolo. Now, these are two names that no one wants to start. Uh, Darnold versus Miami and Garoppolo versus Arizona, though, that's that's not bad at all. Those two matchups are the sweetest matchups in the NFL right now. So uh, it's, you know, again, deep reaches. Uh, I'm in a 16-teamer, and neither of those guys are available. So it's kind of just a, you know, what do you do there? Uh, but as far as uh, streamers go, the quarterback stream uh, platform looks really nice this week. Um, I can't say the qu- uh, quite the same for the tight ends, although, come on, guys. Darren Fells, why is he not owned everywhere? He's the number eight tight end right now, running around out there, catching balls from Deshaun Watson. And now he goes up against Jacksonville. Just an average matchup, but again, a guy who is available in a lot of places and has been doing really well. Uh, and then the two that I want to look up here real quick are uh, Cameron Brait and T.J. Hawkinson. And this is just a flowchart thing. Seattle has given up the most, or the second most touchdowns to uh, to tight ends. Um, Oakland has given up like the, thir- the third or fourth most yards. So there's just a lot of opportunity where they funnel uh, receptions to the tight end for those guys. Uh, Hopefully you don't have to start either of them because I think they're in that tight end 14, 15, 16 range for me. But at the same time, you know, it's bye weeks, and some people are holding two tight ends, so there might not be as much out there. Uh, So Brayton Hawkinson are two that you can kind of try and catch that fire with. But Darren Fells is all over the place available, and he's got to be rostered by now, guys. Jeff, you got any thoughts about any of those tight ends, or are they just so bad that you want to keep moving?
1: No, I, I you're you're spot on, uh, especially Darren uh, Darren Fells, and kind of kind of hitting that same. I mean, don't don't forget about who we mentioned in the waivers. Uh, you know, kind of. So you asked yeah, Johnny
0: up. Smith, right?
1: So Darren Fells uh, and Johnny Smith. So where's Johnny Smith compared to Darren Fells for you right now?
0: Uh, I think I take. I think it's slightly uh, Darren Fells and then John U. Smith, um, just because of the matchup this week. It's not Tampa Bay. It's Carolina this week. Uh, Carolina is tough against the tight end. Um, I actually got a chart earlier and I will tweet it out. But let me just pull it up real quick because it's a really good chart. And uh, Carolina is he's they've only allowed 308 yards to the tight end. It's a really low number. Uh, Probably bottom, that's probably like one of the five or six fewest. And then they've only allowed two tight end touchdowns. So I think that's right. Let me scroll across one more time. Yeah, two tight end touchdowns and 300-something yards in, what's that, seven games I think they've had a buy. So uh, just whatever, man. Uh, It's a tough matchup this week. I'll be picking him up in a deep league and starting him. uh, But I'd much rather play Darren Fells right now.
1: Yeah, I think that's uh, that's –
0: then, yeah, uh, some defenses real quick, guys, and we'll get we'll get out of your uh, hair here. You can uh, turn us off. But the Cowboys, they got dropped in a lot of leagues because they were on bye. Now they're coming back against the Giants. Uh, that's a situation where they can they can exploit Daniel Jones, uh, Mr. Danny Dimes, as uh, Jeff likes to call him. Um, and then uh, the Broncos versus Cleveland. It's another one of Jeff's weird nicknames with Maker Baker. Uh, I don't I don't know how I'm going to go with that one, but I'm just going to call him Baker Mayfield because he hasn't done anything to earn a nickname this year. Uh, but that's a really sweet matchup. Um, I think both defenses there are strong plays. And then if you're desperate, it's the Jets versus Miami. Um, I don't feel great about it because I don't I don't like playing bad defenses in good matchups. But desperate times call for desperate measures. So don't be too terrified to do something like that. If you have to. Jeff, are you playing any of those defenses? I know you were on the Cowboys early in the season. Yeah, but, uh, I, yeah, I mentioned earlier in the season. This week?
1: The, for me, I didn't bench, uh, or I didn't drop the Cowboys defense. I benched them uh, because I saw this, this time when we're kind of going back into another little, little um, uh, low point for them uh, against who they're playing. And, yeah, I think this is the opportunity to obviously be playing them again. So – I'm 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 big on where the Cowboys are and their schedule uh here. It's gonna be a, a pick and play for me. Um you know I, I like I like them coming off of a bye, playing uh the Giants. Um I don't know. It's just that's yeah,
0: that's a big it's way. a good matchup. It's, yeah. It, Jones hasn't it's been good this year. Defense. Let's just be honest.
1: If you have to get a defense, uh, yeah, I feel really bad for you right now if, if if you have to choose between the Broncos and the Jets. But, yeah, I understand that matchup, and I understand if you go for it. So, yeah.
0: wouldn't fault you. I feel a lot better about the Broncos than, than I would about the Jets, but it is what it is. Sometimes they're not available. So, uh, we wanted to go a little deep there just in case you're as desperate as some of these other teams out there. So, I mean, maybe you didn't plan ahead. Uh, I do suggest kind of looking a week or two in a head, ahead. Uh, you know, Cincinnati is going with Ryan Finley. So kind of target who's playing them, maybe try to pick up, you know, we're at the point now where you might have to reach a week early and grab a defense. So you're carrying two defenses on your team. I don't like doing that early in the season. Uh, but the waiver wires kind of pick thin we got some, some clarity here. And so you might have an extra roster spot. So, uh, kind of look ahead, especially as you get into like week 12, 13, 14, look at those playoff schedules, guys. But anyways, let's that's gonna wrap it up for us. Uh, we're gonna get out of here. I gotta go for a quick run, and then I gotta get this thing edited. So, uh, Jeff, I, man, I appreciate you. I know it was a late night for us. Uh, I know you had a long day, so I appreciate you trooping it out for me, man. Yeah, buddy. Us.
1: Thanks. I appreciate it. And um, okay, so hit us up on uh, on Twitter at uh, the Rundown FF Pod, and uh, let us know uh, what you think and um, and and how we're doing, and and some of that stuff. Hey, call us out on because if you're if you're if you're listening to us, and I'm telling you, uh, I don't think he's going to score more than 10 fantasy points, or I don't think you should go after this guy, and you and you went with what I said, and, and I, obviously if I did you right, let me know, you know. But if, if I did you wrong, uh, let me know that too, and and I'll I'm mildly mildly interested in what you, you have to say
0: about that, and we'll we'll hit you up next week. <laughs> some- yeah, look, we want to look. If you got any late week questions or anything like that. Uh, you know, that's a great place to find us. I, I live on Twitter. I've got, uh, two different accounts plus our, our, uh, show account. I just, I love to be on Twitter. I love answering fancy football questions. Um, and you know, I can always swing with Jeff home if it's a tough one, but, uh, yeah, hit us up guys. Uh, we, we would love to interact some more with you. Uh, I know you're out there listening, so, uh, I see the downloads now we just got to get y'all to, to not be so shy. Uh, so remember, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, basically anywhere, Stitcher, Google, blah, 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 blah. Uh, so you know where to find us. You know where to tell your friends to find us. Uh, but we want we want you to hit that subscribe button to catch the newest episodes. Uh, we we want to see those uh, ratings, those reviews. We still don't have one. Who's going to be our first review here? Uh, I know you're out there. You're loving it. Uh, I get some uh, text messages every week, some uh, Facebook messages. Uh, I know you've listened to it. We just want to know that you're listening and what you think about it. So anyways, uh, once again, thanks for listening. And remember, together we run this. Catch you next week.